Hello and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today is Lynn Aronoff, Executive Director of PACE, which is Parent Advocates for Choice in Education. It's good to have you here. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. So what do you want to talk about today, Eric? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an an exciting episode today. So Lynn was introduced to me by our um, Director of Program Advancement here at MIPS um, because you both spend a lot of time, I'll say lobbying um, or in Lansing with legislators and lawmakers, uh, important actors, things like that in the education world to make sure that parents... um, have the ability to make the best decision for their students and families and basically lobbying for what is best for the students of Michigan. So um, today I would love to hear about PACE, what PACE does, why you exist, why you're here and all those things. So I'm going to turn it over to you and basically start with what is, is PACE. So PACE is an organization that's been around for a while. We picked it back up when Governor Whitmer um, vetoed the line item about charter schools in a budget. Mm -hmm. It was something that she went back and undid, but it was outrageous that she thought it was okay to veto that one item. It It would affect so many children and so many families. It was the wrong thing to do. So we set out on a mission to gather parents together, teach them how to advocate, if they should need, and by joining them together, their voices are stronger. Now we get to the pandemic, everybody is home for 18 months, everybody is seeing how their kids learn or not, and in a lot of cases they saw how it didn't work, that it wasn't working for their child, that that their children weren't being spoken to respectfully, all different mm. kinds of stuff. It, 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 nobody could look away. Every parent, I believe, is very interested in their children's education, but whether or not they can actually be at the school for the conferences and that kind of thing, that's an economic situation. That's if you could, I think everybody who could be there would be there. They'd want to know. But if you're working nights and you're doing things, you know, you may not be able to be there. Nobody could go to work, so everybody saw where their kid was at in terms of their education. And we always had people that were for school choice in the past, but now we have this whole other group of just parents who aren't happy and who want to make the decisions about where their children get their education. Um, I felt that to a tiny extent in my own life, which made me confirm even further how much of a school choice activist and advocate I am. Um, My child, I wanted him to go in the next school district over from us, just a little bit better fit for various reasons. He wouldn't have been in terrible trouble where we live. It would have been fine. He would have been educated. They have a great reputation. But this one town over was a little bit better. There were 150 spots, 395 applicants. Hmm. And they called me by mistake and said he got in and I called them back crying. Thank you. And then they called me again and said, Oh my God, we made a mistake. Mm. And I, I called up the woman who's running it. I said, I've, everybody's done that in their career. I've sent horrible emails to people who <laughs> believe me that you said my kid got in when he didn't. It's mild in terms of things that's happened to me in my career, but, um, but I can't buy a house right now there. I can buy a car. What do you want? He has to go there and that and my kid would have learned anywhere in his home district or in the one over they're both fine education facilities they're fine uh 
But when you know where your kids should be and you can't get them there, that is the most horrible feeling. And and so many people woke up and saw that, oh my goodness, my kid isn't learning. And this is like the wrongest fit in the world. Mm. And by having opportunities for different kinds of education, whether it more access to private schools, more access to tax dollars for private schools, you know, more more about funding the child and not the institution. Mm. Um, everybody, that's everybody wins, and everybody, everybody wins. The schools win too. Competition is not a terrible thing. My child's school, little public school in Berkeley, Michigan, could beat anybody any day. It is a wonderful, wonderful place. You. It would be and or be as good, if not better, than any of the private options. It's wonderful. I'm for public schools, but as a parent, we have to join together and make these changes. Michigan, we have the most archaic laws in the country when it comes to education. Everybody mm. around us has a lot more school choice than we do, but we have this Blaine Amendment interwoven into our constitution and. And our kids are not getting the best of what they should. And and parents, guardians, grandparents, whomever is in charge of raising the child, they're not getting to choose. You're literally a victim of your zip code. And that is not okay. Not so is that what I'm options. hearing is the, the core of the issue, right, is that parents should decide what's best for their student not their address, right? That's kind of like 100%. the baseline core. I like that. So what kind of things does does Pace do or how are we um, hoping I shouldn't say I shouldn't say we, right? It's just colloquial. But how oh, how yeah, yeah, yeah. How is how is parent advocates and you um, hoping to change, hoping to see? Well, because we want to gather everybody together. We want to gather parents together so that it magnifies their voices. So we're doing things like we have a series of lunch and learns that we're doing virtually uh, once a month. And we have people talking about different kinds of options. This month's is actually um, tomorrow on April 5th. And, but you can watch it anytime it's <laughs> recorded. Um, we have somebody from Associated Builders and Contractors, Jimmy Green, who is their CEO and president, talking about how trade school is a viable option and a good option and what needs to happen to get people to legitimize that more and to mainstream it and have kids going into those programs. And, and when it pertains to funding for schools, that, that that funding should follow the students so that they're not just going to the four-college track, but they're able to take that money and go to a trade school if that's what they desire. Um, we are doing a series of in-person meetings that we're starting, pizza parties for parents in different um, communities. Uh, as soon as it gets warm, we're going to be everywhere signing people up because voices are stronger together. And everybody, there are so many people that are, their concern is about their kids. And so we just are trying to make it easy to get people to join together. And, um, and then their voices will be heard exponentially. Yeah, that's huge. So, you know that's the that's the big part that we want everyone to to see and know is that you know the money should follow the student, not the address or not the district, right? So 100%. that that that's that's the core of this and the biggest issue there. So now that we've we've kind of got through that and what you want to see and what we want to do, um, I'm wondering 
if we can go a little bit more specific and kind of contrast what that process looks like right now, like kind of what the laws suggest um, and what particularly needs to change or what laws or acts or things that are coming up that, that really could make a difference. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. There's a petition drive um, with an organization called Let Michigan Kids Learn. And they have to reach a really high number of signatures to then have this legislation that promotes and allows for these savings accounts to go on the ballot. Um, and what's so interesting is that right now is the moment for that to happen. Mm. This, there were things that have been done in the past in Michigan that didn't happen. We are a very strong union state. There's all kinds of things that explain why we are falling very, very behind what's working in all these other places. Um, but after this pandemic, after we have all these parents not being able to look away and seeing, we have we have a group of people that's probably twice as big as what we had before the pandemic. Mm. In general, I mean, we don't have them, but we've got to bring those people together so that they can, once that passes, there will be another thing going on. And, and parents have to advocate better for themselves. They they have to. They deserve, their kids deserve the world, and they deserve to fight for it. And by fighting together, they have a really good chance of winning. And so there will always be things to come together, but we have to open our eyes. To, taking kid, care of your kid's education is another job that we all have. So we're yeah. trying to create the opportunities to to make a difference, for parents to make a difference. Love that. And I had the, the opportunity school choice week this year at the Capitol and they were talking about, um, you know, parents finally seeing that there might be better options or that right. the money should follow the student and um, parents are passionate and appropriately so Um, whether you're fed up or just really intrinsically passionate about what's right um, it's very much very much passionate group people and parents should be and should have this this power so absolutely the other track is there's this track uh, going through the legislation or legislature but then there's the track of um, the supreme court what would end up being a supreme court excuse me from a court case (laughs) that the Mackinac center uh, has has taken up, and their parents that the one in particular I'm thinking of is she's a really nice woman. She lives sort of near me. Her little boys were five during uh, the lockdown year, and they had a horrible year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're twins, they're darling. They cried every day. They hated school. Now they're kids that are going into the world hating school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, just the worst situation down the street from us. Shrine Catholic High School and elementary school open every single day. Mm. But they and they they do fine, but they didn't have enough to send both mm. to private school. They're paying taxes. Why couldn't those boys go to that school? Yeah. You know, so and they, they let me tell you, the people who are involved in this lawsuit have never been public people before. One woman, one of the um one of the women from the lawsuit told me that she never was a person who was gonna speak up and she's shy and she did but she posted something on a on a mom's facebook group from her area which you know fyi that's where the power lies (laughs) in those facebook groups the moms from wherever facebook groups everything's decided there um but she's posted something and all of a sudden she heard from all these neighbors and she's like wait a minute 
yeah, we're outraged. And yeah, I'll sign on to that thing. I want to do this. So it's the time. It's the right time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a it's going to be a battle, but it is absolutely the right time for Michigan to open up. It's 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 like the greatest silver lining of the pandemic that could ever happen is that mm. we could have this kind of a movement really come to fruition. Uh, then it wasn't all a waste. And there are many silver linings in the pandemic yeah. and and horrible pain and loss and but this would this would be a phenomenal thing to come out of a really pretty horrible situation. Yeah, without it, so many families wouldn't have seen the the need right. the need for this. Right. I mean, there are people doing amazing things. There's a woman in Detroit who has a homeschooling coaching program that she's mm. running, and these are kids in Detroit that were getting shamed about what their living situation was. Mm. And the parents are also getting shamed about their living situation that they couldn't possibly homeschool their children because look at how they live and things like that that are Mm. just... One of the things that this woman did was so dignified and so lovely. She bought these backdrops called Homeschool Corners, I think. Um, And it neutralized the environment for every single kid. So every kid in the program... All of every kid in the you know all the families got to have these backdrops. Hmm. I mean that, and she'll find if somebody wants to learn how to play the piano, she'll find somebody to come and teach them piano. Yeah. You know, but the dignity of a backdrop, you know, it just shed light on so many things. And God help our children through not being the those that needed to be seen by their teachers. Um, I, the schools were really good about getting food to the families, but mm. the depression, the alienation, you know, we have a generation of kids that are, we need parents to make the choices about where our kids are going more than we ever have Yeah, in every respect. Because parents are seeing them, you know, the, the emotional issues and, and what's lacking. No one knows that better than the parents. Right. No teacher can ever know the student better than the parent. Right. And and for a kid that is really bright in these certain areas and going to school is not a comfortable thing for them at all for whatever bullying or whatever reasons yeah. having a place like a mips having you know everybody should be allowed to have all these options it will only make organizations that are good better yeah and it will be such a blessing for our kids it's you know if not now when so um, my mission every day uh, in working for PACE is to find the parents mm. because we've got to do this. This is this is the now, and it's super exciting. I like being at the threshold of history-making stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be an incredible thing, and, and it's going to be so hard-fought. It is so hard-fought, but... Um, but I think we can do it this time, so I'm excited. So I love that. And I hope this helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope this <laughs> helps too, because yeah, I I didn't know that this was happening. Like we know the need. That's why MIPS exists, yeah. right? We know the need and we know the issues that it's addressing. But um, you know, I didn't know that this is something that we could get behind, right? That this was happening. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot here too. You mentioned um, a couple instances of this, but every episode of the podcast here, um, we end with what we call 
wins. Um, and really what that means is something good um, that either makes us smile or that moves us in the right direction or accomplishment, anything really from the last, we can even say so far this year, since January 1st of 2022. But I want to know whether it's pace-related your um, students that you're involved with related, parents, even just a friend or a good meal or something. I want to know something good um, that you can think about from the last few months here. Well, I have a nine-year-old son. Mm. And um, so I have the honor of having those moments every day. Yeah. You know, so that's, I'm like coming from, an embarrassment of riches in that regard. Um, I think seeing the momentum of pace has been incredible, but the best, the best is dropping my son off at school that he's going to school and he's so excited every day and he gets to be with his friends, Mm. seeing kids getting together and being able to get together with people as well, you know, with my friends as well. Not, we're not having raves yet, but <laughs> I'm so grateful for the time with the people that I love. And it, there's a million things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pandemic made me just closer to my family. The last three months of having a little bit of freedom, just been an extraordinary time. Love it. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I love it. And your son's at a school that sounds like fits. Oh, right. 100%. Love 100%. that. 100%. So I don't, I don't want to cut you off at all either. Is there anything more about Pace, about what's going on, about what you do that you want uh, people to know about? I would just love it if everybody went to our Facebook page, um, check out our URL, what our QR code URL. Yeah. I'm old. Sorry. URL. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up. Get our updates. We're going to be the place where you can find out everything when it comes to school choice. Once we get this passed, we're going to be the place to find out how to access the different things that are available to you, because that'll be the next hurdle is how can I get my child to be able to go from here to here? And how do I access this program and that program? Um, So we hope to educate everybody and be a hub of information for the whole movement. So Parent Advocates for Choice in Education, baby, sign up today. <laughs> Love it. That was going to be my last question, too, of how can they find you to ask questions, support, join, all that. Is that the is that the website? Yeah, go to the website. Perfect. And they can just search Parent Advocates for, for Choice in Education on Facebook, Google, all that stuff, and they'll find you. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely. Well, Lynn, it was a joy to have you on. Informative. Um, I want everyone to know this, you know, my students, <laughs> families and all that to know that that this is happening. So thank you so much again for driving all the way out here and taking the time to do this. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Reimagining Education is brought to you by Michigan International Prep School. If you'd like to learn more about us and what we do, head to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.